Wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, welcome to episode 63 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Got a very exciting episode for you today. Uh, we were away from the Common Sense Sundays a little bit there just because of scheduling and everything else. We were doing episodes of the kind of the old format, I guess you could say. Uh, but now we're back to Sundays, at least for now. Things are always fluid and changing. Uh, we're also rapidly approaching episode 200, which means, given uh, if things are safe enough, we'll be doing a, a bi-centibration for those of you that were around for episode 100. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, of course, before we get into the meat of the episode, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, for episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's our official Facebook page. You should you should be following the page. If you use Facebook, follow the page. I know a lot of people don't like using Facebook. Essentially, Facebook for me is, is keeping track of uh, shows and artists and family. <laughs> That's what I use it for. I don't like to get into fights with people. That's why I don't really use Twitter. Twitter is all fighting. So you, you can find go tell it to the wall on Twitter, but you, we, there's not much going on with it. I, don't, I can't get into that stuff. Uh, but, of course, we are on YouTube. YouTube.com slash go tell to the wall. Uh, head over there, subscribe to our channel, check out all, our, all of our awesome videos. All of the video feeds go up there uh, after the fact, as well as all of our beer reviews, our parenting playlist, our Mental Health Mondays playlist, all kinds of great stuff over on the YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed, especially if you enjoy perusing the YouTube videos. Uh, and of course, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S O C A L S E A N at SoCalSean. Uh, follow me over there. A lot of uh, show pictures going up lately, and we're going to get into some of those recaps. Uh, actually, a little bit of recapping during parenting. And if you listen to the last episode, I think, when you, you know what we're going to get into. It's all good stuff. Uh, and most importantly, all-inclusive of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That is the official website for everything that is Go Tell Us to the Wall as well as Sean O'Rourke Live. So make sure you bookmark that one, check back off, and you're going to find stuff that you don't find on some of the social platforms uh, exclusively to the website, so make sure you're checking that out. Uh, you're also going to find a link to our Patreon. Please, please support us if you have the means to do so, uh, and if not, go out and support some other artists if you have the means to do it because... It's, it's a great platform uh, for, for supporting, financially supporting uh, a lot of your favorite artists, musicians, all that kind of good stuff. So make sure you're checking out Patreon. And, of course, our merch website. We are like 20 days away from Christmas. Uh, you might still be able to get stuff in time uh, for Christmas. Just make sure you confirm that if you're trying to have someone open something on Christmas Day. Uh, but, of course, pick up some of that Common Sense merch. Link the merch website right there from SeanO'RourkeLive.com. All right, we do have some funky scheduling coming up. Uh, much like we did the past few weeks. Probably not going to really miss a lot of episodes until the holiday break, uh, but I will say we're going to have some funky scheduling. We might be a little later on a Sunday next week. I'm taking my kid to go see a uh, uh, production of The Nutcracker, uh, so I will not be able to be in the studio at the regular time. It's going to be a little bit later, uh, assuming we do actually get into the studio for a full episode uh, next weekend. So we'll, just, just, we'll update everyone on the Facebook page. That's why you want to be following the Facebook page. Uh, so, so make sure you're you're on there, and if you're wondering where an episode is, or it's you know it's like midday Sunday and it hasn't dropped yet, uh, the reason would be we're just going to be a little bit behind because of other commitments and whatnot. There's just it's December, so there's a lot of things going on, and that's why I'm a little li bit late today because I've just been slammed with stuff the past couple days. All right, uh, let's get into some digital trends. That's right; these are some of the things trending around the digital world, the social platforms, all that good stuff. Most of it's silly, most of it's ridiculous, all of it involves a little bit of common sense. Uh, one of the things that's, of course, floating around all of the social platforms right now, and this, I think I mention this every year around this time, that would be Spotify Wrapped. That's right, Spotify Wrapped. You've seen this. Even if you don't use Spotify, you've seen it. I don't use Spotify, at least not for my personal listening uh, experience, I guess you could say. I use it for my kid once in a while. My wife's is connected to the Google Home. It's easy to pull, and she wants, like, some random song or you know certain playlists and stuff i do use it for that uh, but i don't have a spotify wrapped and i'll say i always feel left out every year when these things come out because everyone's like look at my cool spot and i'm like i don't have that 
I just listen to my own music. But I will say, what I will say, and I'm not going to chide anyone on, on the the usage of Spotify. I get it. Uh, or Apple Music, for that matter. Or, uh, you know, YouTube Music, which I use. But I use it to upload uh, my own purchased music. I don't I don't use it for, like, the streaming, serve the premium. The, get the damn thing all the time. It's like, you want to one month free? And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're just here to hold my music that I own. Because that's how I roll. Uh, so without chiding anybody, I would encourage you to check out like how little bit of money Spotify actually gives to artists. Uh, once you figure, you know, kind of see that in front of you, you're like, oh, that's not so great. That's why it's really good. If you, ha- if you can, if you have the means to do it, support the artist directly. Buy directly from their, their sites. Or even if you're purchasing uh, digitally, especially on like Bandcamp. Uh, the artists, the musicians, artists are going to get a lot more of a cut of that revenue. And if you're buying directly from them, they're getting like all the cut except for what it takes to, uh, you know, create vinyl and, and CDs and cassettes. I still don't understand why cassettes are making a comeback. They're, it's not a good media, but cassettes, if you like them, get them. I don't even have a cassette player around here. Uh, so, of course, Spotify wrapped all over the social platforms, but I encourage you to just even if you don't support all of the artists, you're going to be giving them more financial support by uh, purchasing directly from the artists, which is what I I do. I pretty every, I pretty much everything I purchase. Once in a while, you know, I'll go on YouTube to check out some music videos, uh, but I really don't use the Spotify at all. Of course, you should use Spotify if you like that for your podcasts and subscribe to Go Tell It to the Wall. I do use it for podcasts. I just don't use it for uh, music because these podcasts would be free anyway, and really, I'm just giving. Uh, subscription numbers and and listening numbers to to uh, to podcasters out there. All right, NFTs and crypto. I don't want to act like I know anything about any of this stuff. Uh, I will say it's just too much for me. But it dominates the social platforms right now. Crypto has been around for a while. We all know like Bitcoin, which is pretty much the biggest one. And there's all these other ones that pop up now too. Uh, and in fact, we talked about Crypto.com. I am not. Um, supporting crypto.com or saying you should go to it at all but that's a thing and they've literally spent money for the naming rights on uh, the biggest basketball arena here in Los Angeles so clearly there's something behind it however I just cannot fully wrap my head around it and 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 I will say with both cryptos cryptocurrency and NFTs there used to be this joke you know a long time ago where <laughs> like certain people and I've had people tell me this it was like you got to watch The Wire, and you got to watch Breaking Bad. And I feel like the same people that were so passionate about everybody watching The Wire and Breaking Bad are pretty much the same people that are like, you got to have cryptocurrency, get some NFTs and all this stuff. If you're into that, that's fine. It's just it's way too much for me. I will say I enjoy, and this is one of the few times I do go on Twitter, I enjoy the feuding that people get into on Twitter uh, because if you're not familiar with NFTs, I'm not going to try to explain it, uh, but there's just... If you want to get into kind of the minutia of it and really the comedic side of it, which I think is the comedic side, go look at people right-clicking NFTs on social platforms. Yes, you can right-click images online and save them. Kind of. Now, somebody's going to send me a message through SeanOroarchLive.com and be like, well, yes, but th- you don't actually if I don't care. <laughs> NFTs are not something I'm going to get into uh, at all. At all. There we go. Did we did we lose a little bit there? No. My monitor is not doing well. I got to tell you that. This is what happens when you buy a cheaper monitor. So I just suddenly just lost OBS there. We'll see if that cuts out. I, I think it's actually still there because I was hearing myself. And I don't know. Cheap monitors. But that's one of those things too. I am not a uh, graphic designer, so I don't spend a lot on monitors. I'm like, I just literally just need to monitor... My levels and my video, that's what... Yeah, anyway. Freaking Hewlett-Packard. Going to be sending you an email. Why is my monitor not working? Because you've had it for six years. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's a $100 monitor. All right, now that we've got ten- tangented on that... Uh, oh, and that's the other thing. Don't be high and mighty on it. Like, that's fine. You want to have crypto and NFTs? Don't act like you're better than everyone else. <laughs> I... I have had people try to explain crypto, and they're like, but you don't understand. And I'm like, I, I know. I don't care to understand. You can understand it. It's not something I'm going to do. You know, it's it's fine. Make make your money. Own some NFTs. That's fine. Not for me, but don't act like you're better than everyone because you own some NFTs. Non-something. To- I, see, I don't even know. I don't even know fully how it works. I just know it's the thing now. 
we all got to buy NFTs and we got to buy cryptocurrency before every, the world collapses. I don't know. All right, moving along here. Or this is the other one I don't get. I don't get it at all. Uh, is And this is the, I had to look it up. I'll tell you that. I had to actually look it up. Uh, and that would be the uh, the orb memes. That's right. Have you, have you seen these? If you've been on social platforms at all over the past, like, geez, a couple weeks at least, maybe a month, there's like a wizard-looking dude sitting in front of an orb, and everyone's like, everyone's going nuts with it. You know, it's the new Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's making the funny face and everything else. The problem is this one hasn't been around as long as the Leonardo DiCaprio thing, and I see it probably ten times more than I ever saw that one, like, on a daily basis. Had to look, And I had to look it up, like I said. It's apparently based on a, a graphic artist who... Who who made a, a image of uh, uh I'm gonna Saruman or the the bad wizard from I'm just blanking on his name which is funny because I've read those books hundreds of times I'm not a huge fan of the movies I love the books uh, but it's a, it's a it's a rendering of him looking at a magic crystal ball uh, so of course everyone everyone ran with this started making all the memes possible and uh, it t- it took about a day. I think, for this one to be beaten to death. So again, I, I've, I say this all the time, and I'm going to say it again. Stop beating things to death. You want to do, like, one thing, that's fine. Don't post, like, 15 of them in a day. It's like, all right, we get it. There's, there's a crystal ball and a weird, funky wizard dude looking at it, or they changed the wizard dude to, like, another thing. I did even see a combination of the Leo DiCaprio meme, and, and like, we get it. There's an orb. He's pondering something. Move along. Let's let's have some more original thoughts instead of just recycling the same damn thing uh, for literally weeks until I just want to throw my phone out the window because I'm all I'm seeing is a damn wizard looking at a crystal ball. Like, and I, like I said, I finally I kept seeing it for a few days and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what is going on? It's apparently just a just a picture. Well, that graphic artist is sitting wherever he is, or I believe it was a he, uh, might be a she. I can't remember. Uh, just going, oh, great, my art is everywhere, even if they're manipulating it. Guarantee that artist doesn't care about NFTs. Cause he's just like, please, just get my art out there. And then people like me are going to be like, what the hell is this? And Google it. And Although I didn't retain that artist's name, but I know it's a graphic artist that does like graphic novels, you know, type thing. So just, we beat everything to death. And I'm guilty of it sometimes, but I'm guilty of like listening to my music to death. That's just to me. I'm not... I'm not shoving, you know, I'll, I will get a new album and, and I'll like, I will listen to it until I'm tired of it. And then I won't listen to it for a few weeks. And then I'm like, oh yeah, that was great. I just over listened to it. But that's me. I'm not shoving that music down other people's throats or posting it everywhere. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right. MTG. Oh, that fucking nutbag. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the, the congresswoman from wherever the hell she's from. I don't even care enough. She's so ridiculous. This is how ridiculous she is. If you haven't seen this, people are jumping on her because uh, she tweeted out, and, and I'm not going to quote the actual tweet. I I, te- I I don't like to actually quote people that are absolutely insane, uh, like MTG. But she did put out a tweet along the lines of something, uh, you know, however many people get cancer every year, and do we make them quarantine, and do we close down the you know the businesses because they have cancer and don't let them go to business? That was the one. Don't let them go to businesses and make them wear masks. And I was like, well, first of all, most of them are wearing masks to protect themselves when they are going through cancer treatment. I've seen this. This is not something post-COVID. This has existed probably since cancer has existed, but I, I, I've seen this many, many times from when I was a kid until now. So yeah, they're, but they're doing it to protect themselves to keep germs away as they're going through certain treatments. Uh, the other thing here is, and it's amazing to me that we let people like this run the government. This is not an, cancer is not a contagious airborne disease. That's the difference, MTG. Uh, but we have these just dumb fuck people that are allowed to serve in Congress and they don't even understand the difference between COVID and cancer. I'm pretty sure my five-year-old, who barely knows what cancer is, knows the difference between COVID and cancer. She's five, and she's not in Congress. It just give me a... I can't deal with these people anymore. That's the thing. We can disagree on policy and stuff, but just you can't be that dumb and expect to successfully serve the people of the United States of America. It just doesn't work that way. And I'm not saying everyone needs to be a Harvard... Ed- but this, this is just common sense. 
there's a there's no there's no similarities between COVID and cancer except for the fact that now COVID is killing people the way cancer does. Although I haven't looked at numbers, I guarantee over the past two years, COVID has killed more people than cancer has in this country. So I, you know, so COVID is worse, and you can catch it. You can't catch cancer from somebody. It doesn't work that way, at all. If anything, you're going to hurt them more because their immune system is compromised. <laughs> you're not going to get anything from them. Trust me. I know this for a fact. Uh, and children know this for a fact. For the love of God, go to Children's Hospital. They know there's a difference between COVID and, and cancer. It's, it's unbelievable. And it's insulting. It's insulting to people that have, had to have cancer or have had cancer and have had to recover from it. It's just insulting. I'm going to talk about Stupid politicians, this one we've known is incredibly ignorant and, for lack of a better word, dumb. And that would be the Orange Menace, Trump. This guy's still putting out, like, press releases, you know, with his little logo at the top. 45th president, good for you, dude. Never seen any other president doing things, any other former president doing things like this, ever. You see former presidents doing things, uh, they're giving speeches to, like, nonprofits, or they're building houses for people in need. They're not trying to insert themselves ridiculously into government and causing riots and causing people to want to overthrow the government. But I, let me don't go. I'm not going to go down that road right now. I will say if you have if you haven't seen this thing, the Orange Menace. He put out a a uh, and I'm not going to quote the actual thing. Uh, go look it up yourself. He put out a press release and basically saying talking trying to say that there was election fraud. Still, he's still on this damn election fraud thing. But what he did was he used a he was a double negative. So he was saying that people, he was trying to say that people who don't believe there was voter fraud are, are don't know what's going on. You know, and I'm paraphrasing. I'm not going to quote the exact thing. But because of using the double negative, he was actually saying uh, there was no voter fraud. <laughs> or saying that people who thought there was voter fraud are, the wrong, are in the wrong here. Double negatives. And you're going to tell me, this guy who's supposed to be one of the richest people in the country, we, we know he's not, former president, he doesn't have anybody, like, proofreading his press releases, first of all. And second of all, I learned what a double negative is in fourth grade. I would have written that. Maybe, maybe I would have gotten as far as writing a double negative and gone, oh, wait, before I try to send it out to an entire country, although the entire country doesn't read these things until a stupid one comes out, and we have to go, what an idiot. So people are on the social platforms right now agreeing with the Orange Menace because he used a double negative. So our former president, we have a congresswoman uh, who's definitely not as intelligent as my five-year-old, and we have a, a former president who is not as intelligent as a fourth grader. So let's let the five-year-olds and fourth graders run the country. They will probably do a better job at this point. I got to be honest. It's astounding. I mean, we know the guy's dumb, but he doesn't even have nobody who's sitting there like, uh, sir... That, that's, 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 nope, nope. He doesn't even surround himself with smart people. He surrounds himself with dumbasses who are letting these kind of press releases go out. And speaking of more politicians who are just tone deaf, I know, this is not a political podcast. This is common sense. There is a congressman, Congressman Massey, I believe he's from Kentucky. He tweeted out a Christmas photo of his family. He's got like, I think there was like five kids and his wife in the photo. They're all holding extremely large guns you know, like, and I I don't care to know exactly, but they look like what you would call, you know, an assault rifle, or AR-15, or whatever the hell you always see on the news, and they're all holding these, the kids too, holding, and they're, you know, teen kids, and a younger, couple younger kids, all of them holding guns, and, and it had the caption of something along the lines of, tell Santa we want ammo for Christmas, they're all holding these guns, like, <laughs> How tone deaf are you? And this, and I don't even want to get. I'm done talking about mass shootings, and especially with the stuff that's coming out of Michigan right now, and how they're trying to pin it on other things. This is after a, a mass shooting. Students, four students have lost their lives, and, and other students injured, still in the hospital. Uh, and this congressman is is tweeting out something like this. And I made the mistake of of actually clicking on some of the comments because I was like, "What are people saying here?" Now, of course, lots of people are retweeting, going, "This is this is terrible." What are you thinking? Uh, but then, of course, you see people in there talking about how it's for home defense, all these giant guns. I believe I've said this before, but I want to reiterate it. Uh, if you need large, you know, what you want to have a shotgun, you know, especially if you live real rural. My, my father has a shotgun. They, they live quite rural. 
So it is it is good in certain situations. You want to have a handgun for, for some home protection? Fine. If you need to have a bunch of giant guns for home protection, you need to question why you need those guns. What are you doing in your life that makes you think a bunch of people are going to come to your house and you're going to need all of these guns to protect yourself? That's just delusional. That's all that is. It's simply delusional. And I'm sure there are some people out there who are like, you know, uh, what's his face from Al Pacino from Scarface? Yeah, no, they probably do. But maybe we should question what they're doing to, to need that kind of protection here. You know? And of course, I'll get the damn emails. Well, we carry them. Yeah, the military can own them. That's fine. You want to take them to war? That's fine. You don't need them in your fucking house. And the thing that gets me the most about this, and I apologize to all the parents out there because I've already dropped like three F-bombs and I'm going to try to reel it back in, especially during this fine holiday season. The one that gets me the most on this is I'm, I'm going to pull the Matthew McConaughey from from A Time to Kill or whatever, you know, the Samuel Jackson, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Sandra Bullock movie. Just close your eyes for a minute. Close your eyes for a minute. Imagine that picture in front of a Christmas tree and a couch and the mother and father, white mother and father, Kid in between them, kid to the side, three kids behind them, all holding these giant guns. Just close your eyes and picture it. And of course, how people are rallying behind it. Yes, oh, oh, this is great. The gun nuts. This is great. We should all have guns. Now, with your eyes closed, imagine their reaction if that was a family of color. Think about that. White people would lose their minds. But because it's a white rich dude who's in Congress... Oh, no, this is great. Everyone should have guns. Well, if everyone should have guns, then people of color get to have guns, too. You can't have it both ways. It's not how it works. That's just common sense. Oh, let's get on some COVID updates. Apologies, wall fans. Like corrupt, ignorant, hypocritical politicians. Just people in general, but especially when you, when you realize these are, they're making decisions for this country. It's disgusting. Speaking of disgusting, let's talk about some COVID updates. All right. Omicron, it is upon us. It's here. It's in the U.S. It started in South Africa. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know we've got another variant here, I will say. Uh, and all we can do is laugh at this point. Well, to an extent. We don't want people dying. But I will say I do enjoy the, the Groundhog Day meme, uh, you know, with Bill Murray. And it's like, well, here we are. It's new variant day again. It's like, sure is. Getting hit with all these variants because... The rest of the world can't actually get vaccinated or don't, doesn't have access. Uh, and yet here in the United States, we have people, plenty of vaccines and people who don't want to get it. That's why it continues to spread, people. This is how it works. Uh, but I did enjoy that meme. And the one good thing about the Omicron variant is it seems so far uh, that there are mild symptoms from it. And I was reading recently, and again, I am not a medical expert. So whenever I talk about medical, like especially anything in general, I'm not an expert on anything. Every everything you hear at Go Tell Us the Wall is is my opinion. It all revolves around common sense, uh, and most of most Wall fans out there would agree. Uh, however, I'm not an expert on anything. I mean, sometimes I'll go down a hole of marketing where I spend a lot of my career, and I, I'm not an expert there even. But I do have some knowledge. I've I've seen and read uh, that it's it's uh, it has some variations that are similar to the common cold. Uh, so this one seems to be less life threatening uh, thus far. Now, of course, who knows? Maybe next week we'll get another variant that's like eating the Omicron variant and we're all going to just die. That's, that's the thing. As I say a joke, we're, just, we're at a point, and I, I joke about this, every time I see something new, I'm like, well, we're all just going to die. I don't say it in front of my kid, but it's like, we're all just going to die. This is never ending. We're still here. It's, it's getting ridiculous because people won't get vaccinated. People won't wear masks. It's utterly insane. Um, but I am happy to hear that. And I will say, uh, this is for all the Futurama fans out there, uh, even I immediately went to uh, Omicron per CI8 uh, from Futurama. That's, I won't even call it a deep cut. Futurama is a pretty popular show, but if you haven't seen Futurama, you have no idea what I'm talking about. If you have seen it, you probably had that thought as soon as you heard uh, the name Omicron for the current variant. Uh, Vax mandates, in effect, I've talked about this, this recently because they've been kind of rolling out and coming into effect, and I'm seeing even more and more and more of it. Uh, I was at a show on Thursday, which I'll talk about at Alex's bar down there, and uh, Alex's was requiring masks, but now they are, and it was like an honor system of proof of vaccine or negative test. Now they're absolutely checking everybody that's going in there. Uh, I believe I just hadn't been back to Alex's since the whole mandate went into effect for Los Angeles County. Um, although, 
while I'm seeing a lot of businesses and individuals enforcing it, uh, there are, of course, businesses not enforcing it. One of those specifically would be In-N-Out. Talked about In-N-Out in the Bay Area a few episodes ago, and now uh, that the mandates have come to Los Angeles, In-N-Out is defying the mandates down here. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fines flying their way, but they are refusing to enforce uh, the vaccine mandate, which, again, I said this before, it's utterly insane. They're like, we are not going to keep people from eating In-N-Out. First of all, people don't need to eat In-N-Out. They don't check your vax mandate or your vax proof at a grocery store. You you can get food. It's restaurants and certain businesses that you, you have to check it. People don't need in and out. Uh, also, you can still get in and out. You can go to the drive through. You don't need a proof there. You simply need proof to eat inside. And also, uh, for those of you not familiar with in and out, even the smallest in and outs. And there's some in and outs that don't even have inside seating. Uh, my in and out when I lived in the valley in Tarzana. It was all outside. They didn't have an inside. You ordered at a window, you sat outside, or you went through the massive drive through line that's right there on Ventura Boulevard. But all, even the smallest in and outs, they have outside seating. You're allowed to sit outside. You just can't sit inside. But, of course, this has to be a big thing because in and out as we know, is not the most socially conscious company, I will say. I'm not, never have I sat here and said, nobody should eat in and out uh, but just look at the bottom of your cup. And not, not to say that what's on the bottom of the cup automatically makes them that way. Uh, but with the climate that we live in right now, look at the bottom of the cup and, and you'll have an idea of, uh, of why they don't do things the best way from a socially conscious standpoint. Uh, and this is an interesting study. And we've, we've seen kind of study like rumblings of this when numbers come out and everything else. Uh, but NPR did a, a study, an actual study on uh, what, and in quotes, Trump counties, uh, just for lack of a better word, these would be counties around the United States uh, that, that heavily favored uh, the orange menace uh, during election time, had most like 60% or higher uh, percentage voting for the orange menace. They have found that it's people in those counties are almost, almost three times more likely to die of COVID. It's like 2.7 times, almost three times more likely to die of COVID in those counties. Again, we have more correlation uh, that this has become a political thing. Uh, it, when it's not, it's simply a national health thing. Uh, but courtesy of the Orange Menace and some of his followers, it has turned into a political thing. And we're seeing how, how that base is actually paying for it, uh, it with their lives in a lot of instances. Three times more likely. Three times. It's utterly ridiculous. That's why I look at... In L.A., the numbers go up and down. There's, it's such, such a densely populated area in Los Angeles, uh, and we always we keep dipping under like the crazy numbers that are coming out of a lot of other areas that are more rural. There's not even that many people there. And here's just further proof of, of how it's been politicized too much, uh, and really, if we could all just get on board with the, with the vaccine and wearing masks, we probably would have been done with this shit a while ago. Uh, I'm getting my booster this week. I've not gotten it yet. Uh, most people I know have gotten theirs. I just I had a bunch of stuff going on, and I was like, okay, just in case it does put me down for like a day, I am going to wait uh, until this week uh, to actually get it, because um, I'm I I want to keep being safe, and I'm doing it for my family and, and my community. My my daughter has one of her shots. My wife is boosted. I uh, most of my friends. I mean, all of my friends, uh, and and I don't want to say all of my family because there are some outliers. Uh, all of my friends have gotten vaccinated, uh, many of them boosted at this point, and if they haven't gotten their booster yet, uh, intending to get it uh, very, very soon, like myself. Uh, so I'll update you all in the next episode, uh, let you know if I was laid out for a day. I don't think I will be. Neither of the first two shots really hit me that bad. It just depends who you are. I have friends that, like, every single shot, they were like, I have to lay on the couch for a day, and then I have, you know, friends like me, where I was like, after my second shot, I waited a half an hour and I went and lifted some weights just to kind of sweat, get a little sweat going, you know, and it, I was fine. I didn't really have any issues. All right, let's get into some mental health. Uh, I don't have a lot today, but there's a couple important things I want to talk about. Uh, it's just, you know, and we'll probably talk more about holidays, mental health as we get in closer to to the, the big holidays here. But uh, but I got a couple things this week. Uh, so if you remember last episode... Or maybe the one before that, I talked about Delvin Cook, uh, who is a running back for the Minnesota Vikings, and he was coming to the defense of one of his teammates and talking about how brain health is just as important as, as physical health. It, it should be considered that way. Uh, well, the, the player for the Vikings that was having trouble uh, was actually Everson Griffin. 
uh, he has finally he has come out and talked about how he deals with uh, bipolar disorder. Uh, and he even said he has been very uh, reluctant to talk about it because of the embarrassment and the stigma behind it. Uh, but now that he went through a serious episode uh, and, and is realizing that speaking out about it can be beneficial to others, he is being open about his bipolar diagnosis. Uh, and so good on you, Everson Griffin. It's, 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 a, it's a horrible uh, disorder to deal with. Uh, it's definitely not a fun diagnosis. I, I've, I've talked to people and I know people who, who deal with this. Um, but good on you for, for becoming open about it. We need more of this. I've said this so many times when athletes or, or other actors, famous people, uh, become open about their mental illness. It, it's horrible that they have to deal with this, but there is a benefit to those out there uh, who, who still see the stigma behind it, who are still embarrassed about it. You know, I think back to myself 15 years ago and how I just I didn't want to talk at all about my mental health and my mental illness that I was dealing with. Uh, and now that I'm open about it, I, I realize the importance of, of being that way. Now, I'm not if you some if you suffer from mental illness, I'm not saying you need to go out there and and, and t tell all your friends about it. You everyone has their own comfort level, but it's good to see people uh, being more and more and more open about it, because as I've said since the beginning of this podcast, over five years ago, uh, if, if one kid, one young person out there hears it and starts to feel better or or gets help, gets treatment, uh, or, or starts to feel less embarrassed, then my job is done. And that's why we need more people that have a platform and a voice like Everson Griffin uh, to, to speak out about this. And in fact, it reminds me of my struggles as a youth. Because when I was younger, that was something that was just shoved under the rug. You know, even ADHD, it was like, ah, just give them, give them medicine. And then we threw those terms around like, ah, oh, you got ADD and all this stuff. I struggled like crazy, and I didn't know that I had obsessive-compulsive disorder. I just didn't know it was wrong with me. And I didn't know how to cope with it for many, many, many years. I kept it all to myself because I, I didn't know what was going on. So there's a huge benefit to informing younger individuals in case they are dealing with it. They can know that it's okay. They can know that many other people deal with this, and it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. It just means that this is what they deal with. And anyone out there that, that has lived with mental illness will, will tell you this. Once you start to realize what is going on with you, it doesn't make it better. It doesn't cure it, but it's helpful. It is absolutely helpful because then you know what's going on. You know, 10, 12, 15-year-old, I just didn't know what was going on. Didn't understand why I felt that way all the time. Didn't know where my anxiety was coming from. Didn't know where my certain tendencies came from, why I did certain things. Now, I never endangered myself, so it wasn't... I, I've never, fortunately, never been suicidal myself, but there's plenty of other things. Why would I go into deep depression? Why would I not want to do anything for three days? And that all comes from mental health and mental illness. So if we can start teaching the younger generation how important it is and know that they're okay, that's going to make a huge difference when it comes to dealing with mental health and mental illness. Not only in this country, but in the entire world. So keep that in mind. Don't be open without being comfortable, but be open to the extent that you are comfortable with it to help destroy the stigma around mental illness. All right, we got some positive news here. I love this one. Absolutely love this story. Uh, there's apparently a school, uh, College Heights Secondary School in British Columbia, uh, they had about 30, 30 boys, male students, uh, who, who got together on one of the platforms, like Snapchat or one of those, and, and one, of the, one of the male students there spearheaded this and, uh, because there's been some controversy over the dress code at the school. Uh, and many female students, many of the girls there, uh, have, get like dress code violations where you get, I don't, you know, and I don't know what their punishment would be uh, specifically for that school, but they get these dress code violations for wearing things like leggings the silliest or a rip in their jeans or a tank top and so what these boys did these male students uh they all borrowed clothes from their girlfriends and sisters and mothers whoever uh you know like uh strappy tank tops and i'm sure some leggings were popping out i mean i own leggings myself i wouldn't even have to borrow those i just throw on some leggings and roll into school like 30 male students did this as a protest one day they wore uh female clothes to school 
to see if they would get uh, dress code violations. And it turns out that none of them even got dress code violations, showing that really the dress code was for the female students as opposed to all of the students. Furthermore, if you really want to do a deep dive into dress codes, they tend to be sexist in general. Uh, now, when I was going to high school, we did have a dress code. I went to an all-male school, so what th that one couldn't be sexist. It was, it was only one one gender at the school uh, at that time, and and our dress code wasn't you know you can't it <laughs> it was you can't wear tank tops, but we had to wear collared shirts and and pants, you know. And if you weren't wearing it, you know you weren't weren't wearing a collared shirt, you got a dress code violation. I made it through four years of high school with two dress code violations. One day, I've, you had to wear a belt when I was in high school. This was this was to combat the the sagging pants, I'm sure, of that were very popular in the 90s. Um, but you had to wear a belt, which was always funny to me because guys were wearing belts when I was in high school and their pants, it's like, they're still low. It's just, it's just make them wear a belt. You had to wear a belt. Uh, so I got in trouble, forgot to wear a belt one day. And then we had to wear a tie once a week uh, for church. I went to a Catholic high school and I forgot my tie. Uh, one week for for ch for church, and so I, four years of high school, two dress code violations, and uh, not to pat myself on the back, but not a single detention. I would like to say I was an extremely good student, uh, but I just I was not a bad student. I just didn't get caught for the <laughs> little silly things I did that would warrant a detention. Uh, but I read this story, and it gives me faith in the younger generations speaking out about these things. Um, so good on you. Uh, male students of College Heights Secondary School up there in British Columbia. Fantastic. Pat yourselves on the back. Good on you. All right, some parenting. Uh, I will say my 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 daughter. Uh, she went in for her for her checkup. Her birthday was recently, so she had her yearly checkup. And of course, this entails most times a flu shot. It's that time of year, you know, it's, it's, and her birthday always falls, she, her birthday's in November, so it's always around flu shot time, so she gets her flu shot, like, during her yearly checkup. Uh, so she went, and only one parent can go right now, so my wife took her uh, recently to, to her checkup, uh, and she got, her, she got her flu shot, and it's funny, she came home, and I was like, oh, did you get, did you get a flu shot? And I noticed there wasn't a Band-Aid on her arm, and I was like, did, did you get your shot? You know, because even if, even if she wasn't having, like, a little bleeding or whatever, which is why they put the Band-Aid, she likes her Band-Aid. She, she'll wear a Band-Aid for a week, and i got to convince her to take the damn thing off. Uh, so I, I knew, like, hey, where's, where's your Band-Aid? And she says to me, oh, I got, a I got a shot in the nose. I was like, what? She got the nasal spray flu shot, which I've heard of, and I've, I've, I actually wish I had been there because I've, I've always wanted to see this. I've heard there's a nasal spray you can get, and they use it a lot for kids who don't like to get shots, which is fantastic. I kind of want the nasal flu shot. I don't like shots. I don't like needles. Um, the one bad thing is now she wants every shot... <laughs> to go through her nose, and it's been it's going to be fun when she goes for her second COVID shot because she now thinks she can get the COVID shot just sprayed up her nose, and it's like, uh, no, honey, you gotta you gotta actually get an actual shot for this. Uh, although, like I said, I don't blame her at all. Kind of wish I could get the flu shot, like the nasal spray flu shot up the nose, but who who? I, I you know I'm also I'm an adult. I'm not going to kick and scream my way through a flu shot. I just. Nurses always laugh at me, nurses and doctors, when they're giving me a shot, because I'm like, I can't, no, it's a needle, and then it's over, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm very much a, a big baby when it comes to any kind of needle, let alone, like, giving blood, oh, forget about giving blood when it's like, oh, no, no, even a flu shot gets me. All right, uh, had my first concert with the kiddo last night, actually, and I'm going to talk, I'm going to recap more, more of the concert, but... It became such a great family experience that I wanted to talk about this in parenting. Uh, she had an absolute blast. She was up way past her bedtime. Uh, unfortunately, for those of you familiar with Los with Southern California, I live in Los Angeles. The concert was in Garden Grove. It's not close to where I live, so it was a bit of a trek getting down there and back up. Uh, when and I actually go down there for shows quite a bit, but with a kid, it's extra bit of a trek, you know, going down there. Um, but she did have a blast. She had so much fun. Uh, now her friend Amber was there, uh, our friends Tom and Angie, uh, we all had a big family like Ska Night and a bunch of other friends too, but that became kind of the family, we had two families of three hanging out and going and enjoying a Ska show, uh, with Half Past Two and the Toasters and some others, uh, the, the Reactors or a couple of other smaller Ska bands that are newer Ska bands that I enjoyed, I just didn't, I was chasing a five-year-old around and as she's dancing and going crazy with her big headphones, it was it was absolutely wild. It was uh, it was honestly everything I envisioned it being because she loves 
ska. She loves Half Past Two, uh, and it was absolutely everything I envisioned it being. And in fact, we were outside because it was kind of outside inside, um, and we were right outside the doors. And she heard the music start, and she's like, "I want, let's go in." And it wasn't even Half Past Two yet. She's like, "Come on, come on, come on!" So I'm bringing her in for one of the opening bands, and she starts dancing, popping around. It was fantastic, absolutely fantastic, uh, and legendary guitarist and vocalist for the Toasters, uh, Robert Hingley, actually came over to us uh, and, and gave gave the two girls a button from the Toasters for nothing. We did, we hadn't even approached yet, and I and 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 I'll get into more recapping. I had been speaking with him on Thursday, and I, I think I, I might have mentioned, I definitely mentioned to Tara on Thursday. I'm bringing my five year old to you know on Saturday. Same you know same two headlining bands, but without even going over to say hi to him yet. He sees the kids. He comes walking over. We're actually over by the half past two area, uh, the booth. And he goes, oh, here you go. And he's like, gives them buttons. Just because to him, it was so great to see kids out in the Scossie. And I talked to a few other parents there uh, with slightly older kids who are all like, this is fantastic. Raising them right, getting them out there, getting them into the community. Because especially when it comes to punk and ska, uh, there's a lot to be said for that community, the compassion uh, the inclusivity of that community. Uh, so I was really, really happy uh, to, to see that and see the kindness toward the kids from all of the artists that were playing. I mean, we're talking legendary. Le- Robert is legendary in, in the ska scene. You always hear about third wave. He's second wave ska. He's been doing this for 40 years. Legend from the Toasters. He, he is the Toasters. And just comes over and, and here, no, buttons for for the girls it was fantastic it was one of the greatest things um and then of course tara uh tara of half past two taking pictures with everybody <laughs> she's she's always so great about it. and if you if you follow my instagram there's pictures of i haven't put up saturday pictures yet but there's thursday pictures she's out there talking to the kids everything else she actually did something else for us that i'm not going to talk about uh and it was Utterly awesome, something I've never had a band or a lead singer do for me or for any you know anybody that I know. But I don't want to I don't want to talk about it too much because then she'll get berated for certain stuff. But one of the kindest, I mean, both of them, Robert, Tara, the entire Half Past Two band, all of them extremely kind uh, and extremely excited to see the kids there. Uh, and in fact, for Half Past Two, we had the kids dancing right in front of the stage, uh, and Half Past Two pulled up. And I I'm so bad with ages at a certain point. I was talking to one dad, and he, like, before I saw him, met his son, he's like, oh, yeah, my 14-year-old, and I'm envisioning, like, and then the kid comes over, and he's taller than his dad. He's, like, not much shorter than me, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, kid, 14-year-olds can be pretty tall. Uh, so I, I'm going to guess this kid was, like, 10, and he's wearing a, a jacket, like, true, like, true Mighty Mighty Boss Tone style, you know? And they pull him up on stage, and he's just dancing. And, and they're like, hey, here's our hype man, here's our, and he's just having a blast, and we're right in front of the stage, the kids are dancing. We're all skanking around, having a great time. He finishes up, he's getting high fives from the entire crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name was Andrew. As a matter of fact, I do remember his name because he said his name. Um, and then we got the set list, which so fantastic for me uh, to get the set list from my daughter's very, very, very first show. Um, and there's, like I said, there is an actual even, like this is an ultimate set list for us because of something that happened. Uh, and then... I will say on top of that, before we move on from parenting, uh, I talk, I've talked about Half Past Two a lot. But I will say, if you haven't listened to them, make, go listen to Shine. Um, check out the music video. Prepare yourself for some tears. Uh, but Shine is a fantastic song. Uh, Tara wrote it for her daughter. Um, and I, I'll leave it at that and tell you to go, go check it out yourself. Uh, but they closed with it. And I'm at the front of the stage. And, and my kid, is she's dancing. I'm holding her at one point, And I'm dancing. We're da- you know, I've got her up holding her up and stuff and uh for shine I'm, I'm holding my kid we got there she's got her big headphones on and she's just enamored watching the band and uh it was one of those moments that i will never ever forget holding my daughter uh during them playing shine which tara wrote for her daughter uh and and very much not in the same way and you go check it out uh you know uh, it, it's very i think it's very important the cause that it's for uh, i don't have those kind of challenges uh such as exhibited in the video, but uh, but still, to just be holding my daughter at her very first show and listening to Shine, I got a little emotional. I did. It's an emotional moment I will not forget. Ever, ever again. And I'm going to talk more a little bit about that as we get into entertainment news, um, but that's that's kind of the parenting side recap of, uh, of, of Saturday down there at Garden Grove Amp. 
All right, common sense. Let's get into a little bit of common sense. We're going to go over. Like, I was trying to, I was going to be under an hour. We're going to be over. I'm all over the place right now. All right, there's a place in Michigan called Dahl and Burgers. Uh, they are being sued by the aforementioned In-N-Out for being too similar to In-N-Out. And yes, it's Dahl's N, like in N out the letter N, Dahl's N Burgers. Apparently, the owner's name is like Dahl Dahlberg or something like that, and I think I'm pulling an Olympic volleyball player out of my... Something like that. It's supposed to be a play on the name, but it's Dolls and Burgers. And I saw some pictures. It does look like an In-N-Out. Uh, so I'm sure In-N-Out has a, uh, has a leg to stand on here, uh, but I couldn't get past investigating from a legal standpoint because all I could think of was, this is literally a bit from Coming to America. Like... Does anybody see that? Does anybody see this? This is the McDowell's of Michigan right now. It is literally lifted from Coming to America, and I re- I really hope he has like a doobie doobie or something, not a double double. Like I don't that doesn't make any sense. That would be a very different location to go. You got to be in Los Angeles for for finding that. It may be a collective or something, but I I couldn't get past that. I was like, you know what? Common sense says maybe you shouldn't copy in and out, but common sense also says, hey, there's no in and out in Michigan, and if it's going to get you some extra business, you just wait for that cease and desist letter. What are they going to do? Come after and take over your store? No. Oh, McDowell's. <laughs> it's like, really? This is literally a bit from a movie, from an Eddie Murphy movie. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> oh, more common sense. Astral World Concert from Hell. This was a thing that was briefly on Hulu. And it's funny, the other day I was going to pull something up on Hulu, and I saw it. It was, like, on the main page for Hulu, and I was like, there's already a documentary? I'm like, no. Because I could see there being a documentary. However, this shit just happened. Let's give it a minute to settle. Uh, now, Hulu caught a lot of flack over it. They have since removed it, obviously. Uh, and they said it, they, they came out and said, it's we, we didn't actually produce it. It was a, a news thing that... We simply featured on Hulu. It's like, it doesn't matter if you produced it. You put it on the damn platform. That's on you. <laughs> Again, there somebody wasn't sitting in a room going, hey, guys, um, maybe a little too soon. Common Sense says we don't need an Astral World Concert from Hell uh, documentary just yet. We probably don't need one at all, uh, but definitely not just yet. This isn't like... Uh, the thing down there where we're comparing all concerts to whatever the hell that was. Fire, fire, whatever it was. Like, no, that nobody died. This is a tragedy compared to, like, a tragedy of people eating cheese sandwiches. This is a tragedy of people dying. There's a difference. And that other, that Fire World, Fire Fest or whatever, that was a terrible documentary too. Oh, Seth Rogen. I would like to preface this with, uh, we must protect Seth Rogen at all costs. He's very talented. He's very funny. I have enjoyed his work ever since Freaks and Geeks. If you haven't seen Freaks and Geeks, it's a must-see. Uh, not to mention the 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 uh, the work that he's done. He's actually testified before Congress about uh, healthcare issues uh, because of, I believe, his mother, his mother-in-law. He's he's very he's very active in in social uh, social change as well, social and, and economic change. Um, but we also know that he he's a bit of a stoner. He enjoys. Smoking some marijuana. I would never criticize him for that. I enjoy smoking some marijuana. It's it's a fine thing to do. I tend to do it at home, you know. Uh, well, he was invited to this Adele concert, you know, the singer Adele. Uh, she did a big, and it turned into like a TV special or whatever. Well, he thought he was just going to an Adele concert, didn't realize it would be televised, or that he would be sitting in the front row of the concert basically on screen quite a bit because they're showing the crowd. That's what you do for concerts. When you show them on television, you get some crowd shots. So he arrived, and I quote, high as heck to go see Adele without realizing those things. Uh, That's hilarious, but also love you, Seth Rogen. But maybe let's be a little bit aware of what you're going to. You know, he must have a publicist. Like, was this just, oh, Adele concert on his... There had to be at least an email at some point going, "Hey Seth, uh, this is this is going to be on television." At the same time, uh, I will give him some some flack on this. Be not you know some give him a little leeway. That's the word I'm looking for on this one. 
Because some of us have been there before. I have been there myself. I remember an instance in high school. Well, like just fresh out of high school. I think I was like a senior. Cause I didn't. I, that's the thing. Don't let your kids smoke marijuana in high school. Let turn eighteen. And feel free to experiment and smoke some marijuana. It's not good for the brain development before that. And I did not do it a lot. But there was a point like after my senior year, still hanging around my hometown because I wasn't in college yet. We're sitting at the Albertos there, as, as we do. Uh, when I was that age, the, the Albertos are in Poway. No longer Albertos, but getting some California burritos late at night. And, you know, well, my group of friends might have been a little stoned. And uh, here comes a limo rolling up. I'm going, who the fuck is driving a limo to Albertos? It's not a restaurant. It's, it was literally a barn with some seats outside. You ordered a window and it had a little drive through Limo comes rolling up. A bunch of these, like, well, I don't want to say wealthy, like, uh, high society wealthy, but obviously... Some some parents of some people that I knew, not my parents, uh, and none of the par- no parents of the group I was with, but knew us because of classmates and such, you know. And we're in a small smallish town. I'm not in Los Angeles. They're all coming back from doing some drinking out on the town, and they wanted to get some Mexican food. Extremely awkward because I was like, I am, and I wasn't so worried about getting busted. I was just like, I remember parents that I knew like talking to me, and I'm just like, why are you why why are you t- why are you talking to me right now? So I've been there. I've been there, and I will say, this has happened to me before, if you're going to a party, I've been driven to a party where I was like, oh, I'm going to smoke a little marijuana before I go. Uh, make sure you're not like the first one to arrive at the party at a place where you don't really know the hosts that well. Uh, they will probably not give you a hard time, but you're going to feel a little bit awkward. So, uh, Seth Rogen, check, update your calendar a little bit better, but at the same time, I, I understand at least to an extent. All right, let's get in some entertainment news try to wrap this up before i go too much over on time here entertainment news as we've gotten into and i have a long list uh so feel free to send me more bands especially if it's your band and everybody i got a long list i'm working through i'm talking to you paul i got like five just from you paul which they're all great too it's a long list that i'm getting through listening to and and promoting here on the pod Uh, but this one i've been sitting on for a couple weeks listening to lately is a band called left alone for those of you watching on the video feed, that would be the shirt I am currently wearing. It's not a Halloween shirt. It is a band shirt from Left Alone. Great band out of Wilmington, uh, which is here in Southern California. So a California uh, ska punk band with a little bit of rockabilly feel to them, um, but definitely a ska punk band. Keys, uh, you know, a- a- along with all the other stuff that goes into that. Not not real horn heavy, but but ska, you know, the way that Rancid and, and, and a lot of those are, are ska bands. Uh, I saw them at Punk in the Park and immediately fell in love with them. Hadn't really heard of them. Uh, my sis Laura had, and that thankfully she had because she's like, we got to go see Left Alone. And I would just been like, eh, it was Left Alone. So immediately fell in love with them. Apparently they've been around since the 90s. 90s. They have seven full albums. I think there's some EPs too, but they have seven full-length albums. Most recent one came out in 2021. Uh, they have an association with Hellcat. They were officially on Hellcat at one time, still closely associated with Hellcat. Uh, and in fact, on one of their albums, uh, you'll hear a track with Tim Armstrong on it. It's funny, I was listening to it. I was barbecuing like a week or two ago, and I'm, I've got it on the speakers outside near my barbecue. And I'm like, whoa, hey, that's Tim Armstrong. And I was like, oh, no, it's not shocking at all because they're associated with Hellcat. So not shocking. Tim tends to insert himself <laughs> into any band that he's, uh, you know, associated with. Uh, and they, they will definitely be a, a top 10 album of mine for 2021. I'm still sorting out the order. These are my top 10 albums. I'll get the hate mail when I do it in a couple weeks, and everyone will be like, oh, that's, I dis- disagree all you want. I don't, I just, it's going to be all punk and ska. <laughs> it's what I listen to. And the streets didn't put an album this year, so there's not going to be any dubstep. <laughs> It's, it's my my top ten list. Uh, highly, highly recommend Left Alone. Check them out. A lot of albums you can check out. All the albums are really great. The newest album is fantastic. Great music out there. They actually have some uh, Spanish language tracks. Uh, so I believe I believe the either lead singer or multiple of the band members uh, speak Spanish. Uh, and they they're currently on Smelvis Records, which was a record label created by the lead singer. Uh, so check out Smelvis Records as well. And as importantly, check out their designs, because if you're seeing the video, uh, this design is fantastic. They have a lot of great designs. One of the guys in the band is also a tattoo artist, uh, so they have a lot of very, very cool designs 
out there. So check them out. Pick up some t-shirts. I'm actually waiting on two t-shirts I ordered. They did a 50% off Black Friday sale. And I know I said before, don't don't go shopping on Black Friday. I just had to order it through a band and support that band directly. And they were half-off t-shirts. So I picked up a couple of t-shirts for $7.50 each. Not $750. $7.50. You can't beat that for a band t-shirt. High quality. This one I got at Punk in the Park, but... You can't beat that for a high-quality band t-shirt, so check out their merch as well. All right, like I said, saw some Half Past Two and toaster and the Toasters twice in the past few days. We were out at Alex's Bar on Thursday. I was out there with my sis Laura, having a grand old time, uh, hanging out with some of the Bambinos. If you're not familiar with the Bambinos, don't worry about it. It's Bite Me Bambi fans. We got a little name. Uh, had a blast with them. Hanging out with Robert from the Toasters a little bit, talking to him a bit, hanging out with Tara. Got some great photos with with Tara and some of the Bambinos and all everything going on there. So check that out on Instagram. Um, both great shows, and I love Alex's. Absolutely love love Alex's. It's cheap drinks, great atmosphere, especially now that they have the larger outdoor area to hang out. Uh, it was freezing a little bit. It was funny. I I, I texted. Laura and I was like, it's gonna be a, a hoodie and jacket kind of night. And sure enough, it was. I was like, there was one point where we were like, "Ooh, the heater's on," and we're standing by the heater, going, "Oh, ooh, need a little warm up here." Uh, love Alex's bar. Love half past two on the toasters. Um, I mean, I've <laughs> seen half past two like four times in the past two months. I, I can't get enough of them. Um, I will say, the Garden Grove Amphitheater show that I was speaking about, where it took took my kid, I uh, was in the locker room in the back. There's a for those of you not familiar with the garden, and I actually had never, been, I've been to Garden Amp a few times for shows, but I'm only in the big area, the amphitheater area, as opposed to the small area kind of behind that. So I, I was like, where, where do I go for this? Like, is this a different entrance? And the guy at the front's like, no, 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 same entrance. Just you got to walk through the amphitheater, and then it's back around the corner there. Uh, you know, so we go over there and walking through, and which was extra fun. And again, not, not no criticism, but I'm walking a five-year-old through this like death metal concert. Uh, in Orange County, and there's just clouds of smoke everywhere. And it's like fine, but I just let me get my kids through as quick as possible because uh, she's five, and so we get back there and stuff. And and it's the juxtaposition of the two crowds was uh, was utterly crazy because uh, we had a very typical ska scene over in the smaller area, uh, you know, and tend to be on the same social issues, the same side of social issues, and and things like that, and very inclusive, like I've said, the punk and ska community, very inclusive. Uh, and then you had the, and I'm not saying this is all death metal because the death metal community overall uh, can absolutely be very similar to the punk ska community when it comes to to social awareness and inclusivity and stuff. Uh, but of course, I, st- I started to notice it a little bit. Saw a couple of those lions, not sheep hats. If you feel that you're compensating for something, if you feel the need to wear a li- something that says lions, not sheep. Let's just start with that. And a lot of the, you know, like. Patriot, not the football team, green shirt, Patriot, and a gun. It's like, again, no problem with, uh, you want to be a patriotic, that's fine. But we live in a certain world now where we we know where where you're coming from, dude. And then, of course, on top of that, at one point, I think I was grabbing something or came out from the little inside area, and I could see my wife's like, was I just hearing, was that a Let's Go Brandon chant? And then Angie, who is a big Wall fan supporter of the podcast, Tom and Angie, she goes, yep, that was uh, that was a Let's Go Brandon chant. And I just went, oh, my God. And I wasn't going to get into it, but I was just like, fucking losers. I would have felt like they were less of losers if they just said the actual phrase instead of this Let's Go Brandon shit. Uh, but talk about a juxtaposition. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. We're going to just avoid that area for the rest of the evening here. I don't want to have anything to do with I don't even know what the hell bands were playing. But I was like, nope. No, 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 no. Don't want to be around that crowd. Outside of that, Half Past Two, fantastic set. Like I said, they all killed it. They're all fantastic. The whole band is just fantastic. Uh, was talking to Cameron for a little while. He was shredding on the guitar, which was fun. We left, and, and my wife, who met met Cameron as well she's like he could shred and I was like yeah this gosh this, this is what we do this you know she doesn't go to as many shows so she loves you know it's it's I don't want to say it's all new to her she's been to some but whenever she sometimes she's just taken aback by like wow that was a lot of fun and sure enough last night was one of those instances oh gonna be missing some shows next weekend though uh you will not be able to catch me at these but I highly recommend if you're in the Southern California area checking out Garden Grove Amp 
you're probably not going to have to deal with let's go Brandon Chance for this. And if you did, it would be a very different scene uh, because Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and Venom's Pinks are playing along with some other bands uh, at Garden Grove Amp next Saturday the 11th. Uh, and then that one was killing me too because I, I need some more Pinks in my life very soon and some Bad Cop, Bad Cop. But fortunately, I'm seeing I'm already ticketed for two Bad Cop, Bad Cop shows early in 2022. Uh, but this one's killing me too. Is uh, the Agrolites, the Slackers, and We Are the Union are playing at the Observatory in Santa Ana. Love me some Agrolites, and I've been really, really wanting to go see We Are the Union live. Just haven't had the chance for it. Uh, so unfortunately, I will be at a wedding. Not unfortunately. That's the time I miss shows. The the reason I miss shows the most, like most often, the reason is a wedding. I don't know what it is. You're like, why is this wedding? My cousin got married two years ago on a weekend where there was like five, and I was just like, really? No, of course, I, you know, I'm going to have fun at the wedding, but uh, I won't be able to enjoy the Agrolites or the Pinks and Bad Cop, Bad Cop uh, next weekend. But please go enjoy them in my stead. And if you go to Garden Amp, uh, you'll see some Go Tell to the Wall stickers around there. <laughs> Not in a van- vandal vandalizing way. Uh, they're included with a lot of with other sticker areas around there, so keep an eye out for those. Uh, there's a Von Dutch documentary on Hulu. I recommend you avoid it at all costs. I was moderately interested just because, you know, I grew up, I never owned a Von Dutch hat. Let's get that straight. You owned a Von Dutch hat, that's fine. That was not for me. I was wearing 5950s. For those of you that know what those are, new eras, That's that was my steez. And some trucker hats. I've been wearing trucker hats because I'm a bit of beach bum since I was a kid. No Von, and a Von Dutch is a trucker hat, but those, that was a certain kind of trucker. I'm like, eh, eh. I wear like band trucker hats and stuff like that uh holy shit is it bad avoid it at all cost i made it like 10 minutes in and i was just like it was so bad that it started to make me upset like i i, I was like okay maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, no this is terrible i turned it off i was like no no like i wanted to smack hulu with a newspaper you know and you shouldn't hit dogs with a newspaper but you know like the old funny thing like no smack it on the nose no hulu no no von dutch documentary Avoid it at all costs. I will say it starts with Paris Hilton. I should have known. And I was like, oh, maybe they're showing Paris Hilton for a minute and talking. I was like, okay, I can do it. And it just got worse. It, just, it started with Paris Hilton and got worse. How is that possible? So avoid avoid Von Dutch in general. Just just avoid it. Uh, the Witcher, and, on the other side of things, The Witcher and Cobra Kai coming back uh, this month. Both of those on Netflix. I've talked about both of them. Highly recommend both of those series. I am looking forward to when those uh, hit the Netflix. See what's going on with Cobra Kai and what's going on in the land of the Witcher there. Uh, so if you're into those, those are coming. And I found a new show. This one is on Hulu. This one, Good on you, Hulu, for this one. Actually, based on a Marvel comic, it's called Hit Monkey. Really funny. Uh, it's in an anime style. Uh, so if you like anime, you'll definitely like it. I am a moderate anime fan. Uh, there's a lot of anime I just I'm not interested in. There's a lot of anime I really love. You know, I I went to film school. I love Akira and and uh, I love a lot of Miyazaki. You know, the old stuff. Uh, so if you like anime, you're gonna like this. Even if you don't like anime, give it a try. Um, and if you don't like subtitles, it is not it's not subtitled for the most part. There's a few subtitles in there, but it and it's not dubbed. It's it's in English. It's it might even be a uh, an English comic, but it's takes place in Japan, but they're actually speaking English. Uh, so check that out again. Hit Monkey. On Hulu. A lot of fun. I've been enjoying that one. Uh, Alright, and before we wrap it up with episode 63, uh, new bassist against racists t-shirt design has dropped. Uh, spearheaded by the great Lynn Lee of Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Designed by Paul Smith of Zombie Teeth Clothing. And I will say I had a little peek behind the curtain on this one. I knew which artist was coming. I just couldn't share it until it actually launched. Uh, this current artist, or the, the artist for December that you can pre-order right now, uh, is Chris from Jawbreaker, the bassist from Jawbreaker. Uh, and I've said it before, if you are in the United States, you're going to order that bad boy from Chaos Merch, uh, Gabby Chaos out there in Arizona. And if you are in Europe, you're going to order your bassist against racist shirt from T-Mom Merch. That's right, T-M-O-M Merch. Uh, make sure you're following all four of those on the Instagram, going to keep you updated on everything Basis Against Racist, as well as other great designs and other great merch that's coming out of uh, from various bands and organizations and everything else. So follow all of those uh, and make sure you pre-order your December Basis Against Racist shirt featuring Chris from Jawbreaker. Yes, that's going to do it. We are over time. We're not as over time. 
that's what happens is I look at my clock here and I'm like, oh, I'm getting overtime. And I feel like I'm going to be like 20 minutes overtime and then I end up like five overtime. And I think I just start talking too quick. You know, that's how it happens. Didn't get too tangented, so that helps. Mm. And that is going to do it for us uh, for this week. We should be back next week. Same wall place, same wall time. Make sure you're checking Facebook because scheduling is just all over the place. But we're getting at least two or three more episodes in before the holiday break. Uh, the highly anticipated annual Christmas episode is coming with the, of course, highly anticipated live reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Make sure you're you're prepared for all that fun that is coming your way this December. But again, just might be some timing issues. And depending where you are in the world, you, you might not get it until Monday morning because we'll probably be recording a little bit later uh, next week because I will be spending some quality time with my, my wife and daughter uh, seeing the Nutcracker. All right. Uh, like I said, that's going to do it for episode 63 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Don't forget to follow our Facebook page, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Our YouTube channel, head over there and subscribe, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. My own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. And of course, SeanO'RourkeLive.com, where you'll find all kinds of great things, including our Patreon page and our merch website. So bookmark that and check back often. All right. Uh, until next time, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>